You're now listening to Hack and Grow Rich with Shaheen Shayan and his co-host, Bart Baggett, where we discuss hacking your way to success and the unconventional paths to unreasonable success with the people who've been there. And now, the author of Billion, How I Became King of the Thrill Pill Cult, Shaheen Shayan. Welcome to the Dadpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Oliveira. Each and every week, as you know, we interview leaders, entrepreneurs, marketers, just people who are doing big things in business. And my, my uh, guest today, Shaheen Cheyenne, he's doing big things, not only in business, but in the world of Amazon and online. And he's been doing it for a long time. And that's why I wanted to have him on the show here today. Shaheen, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. I'm, I'm happy to be on Dad. Is it dadpreneur? The dadpreneur, man. Yeah, like a mompreneur. <laughs> you know, mom, mompreneur came first, you know, by the way. I, I tracked it back to like the 90s. Someone like came up with that and started selling on eBay, called herself the mompreneur. But uh, yeah, dadpreneur, man. And I always say it's not just for dads. It's not just for, for parents. It's for anybody who wants to learn entrepreneurship. And so it's gender, gender neutral, even though it's called dadpreneurs, just because I'm the dad. I always tell people I'm a dad first and entrepreneur second. So, but welcome to the show, Shaheen. Thanks, man. Great, great, great to be on. I appreciate that. All right, cool. So I first want to dig into your background. You're originally from Iran. You live out there in Cali. Tell us your story. I mean, I know you started in business early, your teen years, but, but go to your earliest memory, like work. When was like your first job? Yeah, so I had kind of a unique start. I moved here to the United States as as an immigrant. We were refugees, me and my family from Iran. And we quickly realized we were solid middle class in Iran coming to the United States. We were all of a sudden lower class. We were poor. And my dad worked all kinds of odd jobs at a dry cleaner, at a pizza shop, at those kinds of places. And we always seem to like just get by, but we moved to an affluent part of town in Los Angeles, a part called Pacific Palisades. And this was an up and coming, soon to be gentrified part of the country. And as I noticed all this wealth around us, the neighbors started getting Mercedes and Porsches and people started building bigger and bigger houses. We were still like this poor immigrant family living in this neighborhood. I decided that I really wanted to have access to some of that wealth. I wanted uh, the fancy cars and the beautiful women and the big houses and all, all that stuff that wealth entitles you to. But it just so happened that there was no path for me to get to that. So by the time I was 15, I asked my parents, I said, hey, how do you do that? I said, dad, you know, how do you, how do you get that? I, I want the Porsche and the, you know, the blonde in the, in the passenger seat and the, all that stuff. How do you get that? And he just looked at me and laughed and said, well, you know, son, go become a doctor, you know, any immigrant family, right. It's the pinnacle of success is to lawyer, doctor, yeah. to become lawyer, doctor. And so I went and I talked to one guy who was a doctor and I was like, Oh man, like I, I definitely don't want to be this guy. He's miserable. The whole family's miserable. They're all fat. They're all working all day. Nobody's happy here. So I thought I need to control my time. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to succeed. And I had read all the great books. I had read at a very young age, Think and Grow Rich. I had read Tony Robbins books, books by Wayne Dyer, books by a guy named Stuart Wilde, who I later befriended and became a mentor of mine. 
And I decided that I was going to go out on my own. So at 15, I cut all ties with my family, burned all my bridges, uh, burned all my ships. And I, I left to kind of find my fame and fortune in the world. And I came across a mentor and fell into the electronic music scene, the dance scene, the rave scene that was booming in the 1990s. And through that, I decided that I was going to invent a drug. Now, teenage kid, I had no money. I had no resources. I was sleeping in abandoned cars and abandoned buildings, wherever I could lay my head. I was eating at the community college, but I was getting by. I was okay. I, I was never hungry. I was fine. And I remembered thinking, man, at all these parties, it's the drug dealers that are making money. So I should do that until I realized how bad I actually would be at crime. So I, <laughs> I, I realized that very early. And what I, I did was I made a very important decision to go ahead and invent my own legal version of the biggest drug at that time, which was ecstasy. Mm -hmm. And I did, and I write about it in my book, Billion, How I Became King of the Thrill Pill Cult, which is now on Amazon. It's becoming a bestseller. We have a film deal going where it tells the crazy tale of how a 15-year-old invented this incredible pill. And, and I'll tell you, by the time I was 18, 19, somewhere around there, I walk into my office and there's news media there. There's all kinds of people there. And I realized that we had broken a billion dollars in revenue. This is pre-internet. This is pre-social media. And it brought a quick realization that, man, I really need to get my, my stuff together if I want to keep this going. And it was a wild ride. And, and this was that, a legal, this was a legal designer drug. Yeah. Yeah, called Herbal Ecstasy. And again, you know, I tell the story uh, in my book, Billion, How I Became King of the Thrill Cult. It's on Audible now. You can get the audio book. You can get it on Amazon. There's a hardcover. Um, so anyone listening, please check it out. Let me know what you think. Awesome. All right. So that, so that brings us there. It kind of makes me think about everybody in the last few years talking about ayahuasca and all the other stuff in South America and all over that is sort of a, a replacement for that. And of course, you know, if you come, you guys are in California and the West coast with, with the legalization, it's um, it, when I was just in Brazil talking to my cousin, he said, you know, the thing about drugs is whether it's the legal or illegal, right? We were having a drink and whatnot. He's like, it's really, we all just want to have a good time. Right. And so in Brazil, it's still frowned upon like even marijuana, which is crazy. You know, and they're trying to get everything legal down there. And I said, yeah, man, you guys are behind because in the U.S. it's just not the case anymore. There's so many uh, different ways that you could have a good time legally um, as an adult. You know, obviously it's a little bit different for kids. But um, so fast forward. So that that's a big first job. Obviously, you take the leap and, and go out in the world on your own and you make that first billion. What was the hardest thing for you, Shaheen, as far as like, you didn't have this proper training and I, and I, I dropped out of college as well. So wow. I, for me, I just couldn't wait to get into business. And I, I probably made the same mistakes that I would have made had I stayed and graduated yeah. first. So I don't feel like I missed out on anything because I've always been a risk taker. You seem to be that way as well. Yeah. And so, but, but reflecting back on that time, obviously today you're much wiser 
what what's something that you can recall upon that you can pass on to our listeners, entrepreneurs who are just starting out a mistake that you might've made, whether it's financial or hiring or firing, like, was there a mistake that stands out to you, Shaheen? I think probably the biggest mistake I made at that time, you got to remember I was a teenager. A company had produced a billion dollars in revenue very quickly. And we were absolutely on a path for doubling and tripling that in the years to come. The reason why we didn't have that growth mainly was because I worked in a vacuum. And it's one of the biggest problems with entrepreneurs is we tend to think that our problems are our problems mm -hmm. and that we have to solve the answers ourselves and that nobody has the answer to our problems. And, you know, Alex, it's just simply not true. Seeking mentorship, seeking counsel, finding people who've done what you want to do and influencing them using the tools of influence to get them to coach you, to teach you, mm -hmm. to guide you along the way is invaluable. If I had known then what I know now, that those are such powerful words. If I had known then what I know now, well, you can just by seeking out people who've done what you want to do, people who are where you want to be and getting them to coach you, getting them to train you and benefiting from their experience. And for me, there were lots of points in my life where I made huge mistakes and all I needed to do was really have someone say, hey, Shaheen, I've done that. You might not want to do that. But hindsight's twenty twenty. It is. And it's funny because, you know, when I talk to entrepreneurs and leaders around the globe, you know, it, sometimes it's ego. Other times it's pride. I felt like for me, and I don't know for you, for me, it was an ego. It was always more pride. Like I was like, I got to learn this on my own. I got to do it on my own. I don't want to reach out. And it probably wasn't until my like mid thirties that I really discovered mentorship both ways. Right. And, and you're absolutely right. Seeking those people who can coach and train you done what you want to do. Right. is monumental. I mean, I can't say enough about that. Yeah, there, there's, there's several points to that. So we work on a three-point system, and I have that in my book, Billion, How I Became King of the Thrillpool Cult. But we like to call it something, my, my friend Wayne Boss, who's this incredible Australian entrepreneur, he comes into troubled companies and rescues them and 10Xs or 100Xs their revenue and puts it out, he taught us about, which is what we call KCA knowledge, courage, action. Okay. The first step of solving any problem is that you need the knowledge. Once you have the knowledge, things become easy. How do you get knowledge? You can buy it, you can borrow it, you can rent it, you can steal it. The second part, once we have that knowledge, and, and remember, this can come through a mentor, through somebody who coaches you, through somebody who helps you along the way. Like I do that now through my Amazon Mastery course, um, we could talk about that a little bit later, but I coach people along the Amazon path because we've been doing that since 2009, 2010. The second step, once you have the knowledge, you know the how-to is to have the courage. You have to go out there and do the third part, which is to take action. We all know nothing happens without action, but in order for action to take place, you got to have courage. You got to be able to go out there into the world and be willing to fail. I know the show's the dad, dadpreneur show. So I've got a, a eight-year-old boy now who's 
very, very outgoing, very entrepreneurial. And one of the mistakes that he makes is that he is an absolute perfectionist and hates to fail. So if he thinks he's going to fail at something, he's not going to try it. And I see my job as his father, as his ultimate coach and mentor to be like, no, dude, you're going to go out there. He's like, yeah, but I'm going to fall on my face. I'm like, that's good. It's not, it's not if you win or succeed, it's what you learn. Absolutely. So, so go, go try to fall on your face and come back and tell me, tell me, tell me what you learn. Right. And, and it hurts less, right? Like, I mean, as an adult, you know, that when you make mistakes, as long as they're calculated and you've done your homework, you fall on your face, you get up and you move again and you do it a hundred more times until you get it right. Yeah. Uh, but, but I agree with you for kids. I, I actually have a partner in another business. He says that about his son as well, that, you know, he's a perfectionist and that's going to always be in the way of him pursuing big things because he's afraid of that failure. And I said, well, listen, man, I mean, you, you don't have that issue. So you just keep teaching him to take those chances, make those mistakes. When I bring on young people, um, uh, uh, interns to my company, I'm like, listen, I want you to make the mistakes. And early in my career, I wasn't that way. Right. I was like, no, here's how you do it. Now that come bring them in. I'm like, listen, it's okay. If you make the mistake, you're learning. Yeah. Uh, people almost look at you like, what is, what's the trick? No, there's no trick, you know, just do it. Um, so talk to me, Shaheen about Amazon mastery. I want to shift gears for that because as you and I talked about earlier, I have a lot of clients who, you know, they set up a Shopify website. They've got a great product. They want to be discovered. They've gone down the social media route. They've done the influencer thing. They've done a lot yeah. of things. And then they're like, finally, okay, I'm, I, I'm going to go the Amazon route. There's so many courses out there. Not all of them are equal. Um, we brought you on because we felt like the, the content that you had was powerful. You obviously offer the coaching, which is important. Um, but if you're starting out, what are like the top things that a business wanting to have that success on Amazon, whether it's a yeah. book or a product, what do they need to do? You make some good points. And I think we're going to get some haters on this, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something <laughs> that they probably don't want you to hear. When you see somebody selling an Amazon course, when you see, and you, and you made a very salient point in the initial part of our conversation is that there's a lot of guys teaching it, not a lot of guys that are actually doing it. When you see an Amazon course on, when you see a guy who was selling social media marketing, and then he was selling some other LinkedIn marketing, and then this week he's selling Amazon marketing, mm -hmm. run. Yeah. If you run away, I should say, if, if you see a guy selling a course on how to drop ship, run. These things are mostly scams. Red flags, Engin right? Red flags engineered by very savvy online marketers to extract your money from you mm -hmm. and make them rich selling these courses and keep you wondering why you're not in the jacuzzi with the 12 bikini babes and the, the Lamborghinis that that guy has. Right. Yeah. And they make it the, 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 the entry point, the amount I, you could see when I was just in Brazil, it, it, there's a lot of those guys there on YouTube and the creators and they're selling affiliate and whatnot. And as I spoke to some of my business partners and family members, they're like, Oh, we, we, we know we've experienced this for years here. We have the same problem. Those, these YouTubers, you know, and, but they, they sort of understand that it's the guys who've been down that road and have a track record 
if they're teaching it, then it's a different story, right? Because they have a track record. In your case, you have that track record. So I, like I said, I want to make sure that our listeners know that when we brought somebody here to talk about Amazon, it's someone who's done it, is doing it, and has the track record. So let's let's continue on that on that path. Yeah. So I, I started obviously with the herbal ecstasy, created over a billion dollars in revenue, exited that. Then I went into solving the problem of smoking, vaporization. I thought, man, people have been smoking for so many years, but there's no alternative. And we invented basically what was the forerunner to today's vapes. All that technology came out of patents and technology that I built. And that company I exited and went public shortly after I, I exited. And then I went on to solving a different problem. I became a dad and I thought to myself, I just need more hours. And then I realized no one's got more than 24 hours in a day. So that's probably not going to happen, Shaheen. So I thought, okay, well, then I need to optimize my time. I just need to be more sharp during the hours that I have. So I invented a, another pill, this time a smart pill called Accelerol. And it's available on Amazon and all those places. You guys could get it on there. It was a pretty high ticket item. It was about 130 bucks per month at that time. Now it's a lot cheaper. And I was like, how am I going to sell this stuff? And these were the days where you could get Jeff Bezos on the phone. You could email Jeff at amazon.com. It was like the big secret. And he would respond. It might take him a little while, but he'd respond because he wasn't the richest man in the world. Amazon was still fairly small. And we learned through the grapevine that Bezos was opening up the platform to third-party sellers. Mm -hmm. That meant that what Jeff did was he enabled anybody who wants to, you, me, anybody, to sell on there. I was like, all right, let me see how long it takes. In those days, it took me about 15 minutes to open up an Amazon account to list my supplement. I was like, all right, cool, 130 bucks. Let's see, maybe I'll get a couple sales in the next week. I went to sleep. I woke up to thousands of orders, literally thousands of orders for my product. And I thought, that's hundreds of thousands of dollars. Who is this guy? He's got to be onto something. And the more and more I looked into Jeff Bezos, the more I realized was that he was one of the smartest guys in the room. He was a disruptor and he was going to change e-commerce forever. And then he did that big speech that he did where it's day one on Amazon, where, you know, the big shareholder speech. And I still feel to this very day, that it's day one on Amazon and there is a ton of opportunity. If you open up a Shopify site, that's awesome. You should as part of your plan. You could open up a Walmart store, an eBay store. There's all kinds of things that you can do. Nothing is going to have the impact if you're selling physical products that Amazon is going to have. Why? Because of critical mass. That's like, hey, you want to sell your, your, your sneakers or, or something you know, online in an auction? Sure, there, I'm sure there's other auction sites, but what's the one auction site we all know? eBay, how have they stayed on top? Critical mass. They were first to market and they had critical mass. And Bezos was first to market on his efficiencies. And now he's saying, hey, I just want a little commission and I'm gonna let you sell on this biggest platform in the world. And that's what we teach. And by the way, I have a one hour course just to show people you don't need any money to start on Amazon. It's normally 200 bucks. I'm gonna give it to everybody listening to dadpreneur for free. Use the code dad and just email me directly. It's darkzess at gmail.com, D-A-R-K-Z-E-S-S 
at gmail.com. Use the code dad or dad show. Don't use the code dad bod. That's a different thing. And <laughs> we'll give you the, we'll give you the one hour course, everything you need, how you find a product, how you get going for free, no obligation, nothing to oh. sell you there on that course. And then, you know, we do have a, a deeper platinum course that if people are interested, they could reach out for, but it's a great way to get started in the Amazon ecosystem. Oh man, we so appreciate that Shaheen. I mean, I think that's, uh, you know, clearly entrepreneurs like yourself, leaders who've built multiple companies have reached that level of sales billions. A question I often get from the, the, the non-entrepreneurs, the executives, the nine to five, it's like, yeah. why do you guys do this stuff? Some people ask me, why do I do this podcast after, after, you know, having done business for 20 years, exiting several times. And I said, listen, to me, it's, first of all, I like the challenge. Yeah. I like the challenge and I like the camaraderie, the networking, the constant, the like never stop learning. And it's not always about money. And so when I see someone like yourself, who who's done it, you've, you, you've got properties, you've got businesses and you're taking your time and your skills and your knowledge and giving it away. I so respect that because I, I also do that. And I, love other entrepreneurs who have that same sort of mindset instead of the ones that are like, Hey man, if I'm going to give anything away, it's, it's, it's going to be like very low level, right? Uh, dangle the carrot. And I almost, I, I like what you're doing because if, if someone is going to invest an hour of their time, that's enough for them to judge whether your content is of good quality or not. And then from then they can contact you and say, Hey, look, I'm serious about selling at Amazon. I'm going to need coaching. I'm going to need training. And I'm going to need the Amazon master to, to, to help me. So you have a team, right? Shaheen, you have a team of people who help you do this. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as the course goes, we've got a whole team. I've got former Amazon employees. I've got publicists. I've got social media people. We've got all kinds of people to show you how to build out your infrastructure for Amazon. But we do this kind of work. We charge a ridiculous amount of money. We do this for Fortune 500s, Fortune 50s, where they bring us their products and they're like, hey, make us rank, show us how to get reviews. And we do that. We do that for them. Uh, but we also do this for smaller companies, startups. VCs bring us startups all the time. So we do it for them. But the point is exactly that. I make my money selling products and making products on Amazon. That's my main source of revenue. And a while ago, people came to me and they were like, hey, we'd love to, to do this. Can we hire you? And I said, yeah, but we're way too expensive. You know, me and my team charge a lot. And they said, well, why don't you make it into a course? And then we could, you know, you could just have a coaching component to it. And so normal people could do it. And that's what we did. We built out the course. It's fbasellercourse.com. If anybody wants to check it out there, FBA, standing for Fulfillment by Amazon, sellercourse.com. And my goal is to empower people to stop selling their hours, to start creating more avenues where they can have predictable recurring revenue cash flow without having to go to some crappy job or without having to take time away from their families. You know, I know you're a family guy. I'm a family yeah. guy. And most of my time now is spent, we travel. I, I, I pack up my, my wife and my kid and, and we go and we work from wherever we're at. And while we're working, we're making money because somebody's buying something that we're selling on Amazon. <laughs> That's right. Well, I bet, I bet there's um, a lot about what you're doing that, 
you know, people always talk about your why, right? Like Simon Sinek and all these. So everybody's always talking about the why. What's your why? And to me, kind of going back to the beginning when you told us the story about you being young and then leaving your house and going through all those challenges because you saw what what the other people had that you were like, hey, I want that too, that 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 wealth. I bet there's a lot of the younger Shaheen in this whole reason why you're doing what you're doing, because it's like you want you want other people to to experience this this sort of success because it is possible, right? Yeah, it's possible. It's unlikely. Most people are going to fail just a fact by the numbers. So if you're if spoiler, you're this, <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're watching this, the the chances of you succeeding are far less than the chances of you failing and the chances of you failing colossally are huge in any endeavor. Now, right. I think what you want to do if you're a, a, a thinking person is that you want to stack the odds in your favor as much as possible. And that's what we do by using leverage, the concept and principle of leverage. How do we apply the most amount of leverage with the least amount of pressure? And the way that we do that is we think, okay, well, you got to make money. How are you going to make money? Okay, you got to either sell a product or a service. That's really it. Or you can go work for someone else. Like if you're an educator or something like that, now you can argue that's, that's a service. You're not really going to make money doing that stuff either. So if you really want to make money, you really got to have a product or a service. Okay. And if you're doing a product, which is what I like doing, we do both product and service. But if you're doing a product, the least amount of friction to get a product into the marketplace really is Amazon because they do all the work for you. They pick it, they pack it, they ship it. They, they, they do the marketing, the advertising less and less now, but they, they used to do a lot of free advertising. Now they do a little bit of free advertising, but you're using the largest e-commerce platform ever. This is unprecedented. If you looked at somebody 20, 30 years ago and you said, Hey, you can make a product today. And in 30 days, have it sold in the largest store in the world, they think you're crazy. That, that's not something that's happened. This is revolutionary. And then now me and you could come up with a product. You could take my course, you'd come up with a product, 30 days, that product could be in the largest store in the world. Now, if people are going to buy it, that's a different story. That, yeah. that, that involves using the elements of influence that we teach, using Caldini's principles of influence, social proof, authority, likability, scarcity, reciprocity, sincerity, all these right. things, very important. Authenticity, yeah. trust. Yeah, and I think it, it, it takes, you know, for entrepreneurs out there who want to pursue this, I, I would just say that, uh, you know, there's no shortcuts in the sense that um, just like SEO or content or anything else that you do, if you're you know, if you've tried these things, maybe you didn't hire the right person, the right agency, whoever. Also, you have to take some responsibility in my I've, I've trained thousands of people. And usually when I'm talking to them to to understand why is it that they failed, and they're blaming the person they hired or the influencer, whoever, I'm usually able to say, well, look, with all due respect, you didn't do your part. And maybe they told you that maybe they didn't. But the fact is that there is no shortcut, you will have to work hard. So there's a lot that you have to learn. There isn't just a, a button that you turn on. So I, I, I always when I bring somebody on like yourself, Shaheen, who has this wealth of knowledge that can really help someone go to the next level, I just say just be prepared, though, if someone is giving you this content, 
that can really help you succeed. Just, you know, set aside some hours to absorb the content, understand, call you, email you, ask the questions and not just think that by doing an hour course, everything's just going to magically jump because it's not, there's so much more into it. So um, that, that's what I usually tell the listeners, you know, it's just, you, you've got somebody like Shaheen here, you, you got to do your homework too. You can't just, Shaheen's not just going to give you the key to the castle and you're going to say, yay, because you've got probably, you know, a hundred thousand hours behind you in, in these decades of knowledge to get to where you are. I'm feeling old now, but yeah, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I say, you know, and I say 10,000 and I tell people, I said, you know, because every time I read a book or do a course and I still do the mentorship thing, I've done all the Tony Robbins and Browns and Les Browns, I've done all those things too. And I, I still continue to go. And sometimes people ask, why do you still do that? I'm like, are you kidding? Like, it's never enough. That's what keeps me like motivated, inspired. And and if you can learn from people who, just like you said at the at the beginning of the show, people who've, who've gone down the path that you're trying to go, man, how can you not? Right. You're right. You can never stop. You can never stop improving. And I'll tell you why. The reason is the second you stop, the second you take a break, you say good enough is good enough. Mm -hmm. What you're not noticing is the line of wolves just behind you. <laughs> waiting to eat your lunch. And that's the that's real right. world. And it's not okay to say anymore. People, people are scared to tell people about that, that's but that's right. the, that's the fact. That's the reality. And I tell people this all the time while you are sleeping, your mm -hmm. enemies are planning your demise. That's right. If you don't have any enemies, you're not trying hard enough and you don't matter. But yeah. if you're doing something that matters, you're making an impact. You're, you're succeeding. The second you stop and people say, well, isn't that, isn't that just relentless? Isn't that exhausting? Yes. But it's rewarding too. It's rewarding to be on top. You think someone like Elon Musk stops? You think Jeff Bezos stops? You think Steve Jobs stops? Yeah. Well, he stopped now because he's dead. But until then, he did not stop. And even after his death, look at what's going on. Look at his legacy. Apple is right. still one of the most valuable companies in the world. You cannot stop. Rest when you're dead. It's true. I, I was super inspired by um, the the judge Katanji Brown Jackson, who who is, you know, up for Supreme Court seat. And she was talking about when she was at Harvard, one of the few African-American women who were in law school at that time. Uh, she said she, you know, she's really down in herself because, you know, she's in a male dominated school, obviously mostly white. And she said another black woman walked by and she's and, and said to her, listen, she said just one word. And she's lived by this word her whole life, which shows when she's be being grilled by all these senators that it does. She's not she's not even sweating it, man. She's prepared for the big, big, the big time. Right. But she said, Shaheen, uh, the word was the lady just whispered in her ear and said, I could see that you're, you're feeling that stress and you're feeling the, the challenges, right? Persevere, just persevere. And so she's kind of lived by that motto. And I was so inspired by that because I think that's what it is, right? You, you described it in a lot of different ways too, but that having that perseverance of never giving up kind of goes hand in hand with never stop learning and just continue moving forward. And to your point, the minute that you stop, man, the wolves are going to come. Yeah. Um, 
in in Brazil, we we uh, refer to that as like the big eye. They call it olho gordo. When you know there are people that want your success, but then there's the haters too. How do you say so like say 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 it in Portuguese? Olho gordo, olho gordo, olho gordo. Yeah, the fat eye, and it means the fat eye because it's like even though you're doing well, you're doing well. The guy sitting right next to you is just to your point, Shaheen, just waiting with his big fat eye right there, just waiting to eat your lunch. The minute you take your eye off the ball, boom, they come right in, steal your clients, steal your employee, whatever. So you have to let the world know, like, listen, man, I don't rest. I keep going. And I do that for my clients too. Like, even though I was in Brazil, I told my clients, like, you can, if you can't get with one of my employees or you just need me, no problem, man. I'm always available. And I think it's that sort of approach uh, that I try to pass on to other business owners that you're either going to be a very present visionary in your company, yeah. or you should just go invest in companies because if you want to own a business and not be there, cause I hear that too. Some people are like, listen, I came into some money, but I really don't want to like lead a business. I'm like, then just invest passively because if you want to lead like you, it, your time is valuable, but here you are taking your time to pass this on. So there's no shortcut, man. Yeah, it's true. No, no shortcut to hard work. Now you can work smarter. That's, that's a way you can utilize other people's time, which is something that we teach. Use other people's hours, hire virtual assistants, yes. hire employees, hire competent people, train them well to do the things that you don't have time to do. Uh, but ultimately got to roll up your sleeves and you got to work. And when do you stop? You stop when you're dead. That's right. I'm with you, man. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I'm coming off this podcast. I'm going to get right back into it. So <laughs> listen, Shaheen, thank you so much. So tell us the website that we're going to send everybody to. I know they're going to use the code dad or dad show, but we'll put it in the show notes, but we're yeah. in the, the, our listeners. Just email me. If you think you're interested in becoming an Amazon seller, selling on Amazon, taking a part of all this wealth that Jeff Bezos has built, reach out. It's darkzess at gmail.com, D-A-R-K-Z-E-S-S at gmail.com. If you are interested in learning more about the course, reach out to me. If you're interested in my book, it's a billion, How I Became King of the Thrill Pill Cult, available on Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere where uh, audiobooks, ebooks, uh, or paper books are found. And uh, one other thing I want to tell you about, if, if you are watching this show and you are interested um, in being on great podcasts like this, we have a podcast service now, uh, which a lot of people are telling me uh, they're interested in. We book people on great shows just like this one. It's called Podcast Cola, uh, Podcast C-O-L-A. And just go ahead and check that out. If anyone's interested, if you like this show and you want to be booked on great shows like this one, uh, we'd love to hear from you. So that's podcastcola.com. And if you want to reach out to me, if anyone's got any questions, uh, you can, again, reach out to me on my email, uh, darkzess, D-A-R-K-Z-E-S-S at gmail.com. Use the code DAD to get the free Amazon course. Shaheen, thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, honored to be on. Thank you so much, Alex. Obrigado. Obrigado. There you go, man. How, how do I say that in, in Iranian? Merci. Merci. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah.